Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth, where we try to shine the light on some things that maybe you don't think about every day or maybe give you a new perspective or some other things to think about. And uh, I am always looking for new topics, so if you have ideas, uh, just go ahead and follow me on Blog Talk, message me here, and and let me know uh, what we might cover for you. If, if it's not something I'm able to cover, I, uh, I typically know somebody. I've been doing this for a long, long time, so I have a whole lot of pretty nifty contacts. So good morning to you. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's Friday, so happy Friday, everybody. And uh, I will be spending this weekend in Sedona. If you happen to be down that way, drop by Sacred Light of Sedona on Highway 179 and say hello. And uh, you can also, you know, look up the the website and see she has a lot of different stuff going on there. So uh, the website is sacredlightofsedona.com and see if she has anything happening this weekend. I never really can keep up. And uh, so I'll be manning the fort this weekend. So hopefully I'll see some of you there. Today, uh, I thought that perhaps we would talk about opposing forces and opposition in life. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I had a friend who may be listening now, I'm not sure, but I, I tell you guys that I never have a topic for the show until about two minutes before the show. And I think people think I'm exaggerating. <laughs> But the reality is that I sit down about five minutes before the show and meditate with my angels, and and uh, they just kind of drop a topic in my head literally about two minutes before the show. And uh, then I get a couple of bullet points, and, and really it's just me yakking with you guys over my morning coffee. So uh, today what dropped into my head was um, handling opposition and opposing forces, what that really means energetically, and and uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Feel free to call in. It's 347-677-1443 and just press 1 to speak with the host if you uh, have any questions or comments on the show today. And uh, I definitely encourage you guys to hit follow on Blog Talk uh, because that way we can sort of start building a list and uh, let you guys know what's happening with the show and, and what neat things we have coming up. I've got a lot of guests I'm going to be lining up soon, and um, some pretty neat people, some pretty neat people, and uh, from all over the world, actually. So, all right, so opposing forces sounds very ominous. <laughs> you know, how do we how do we handle this in life, and what are opposing forces really? I mean, there's a lot of different levels to that, and uh, so... The first thing we're going to talk about is the two different sides to this. When we're up against, and I, the, even the wording of that, up against opposing forces, it really does uh, feel like just trying to move a wall, you know, with our energy. And so what are the opposing forces in our lives? You know, what what is it that seems to be the obstacle that creates the resistance or you know, an obstacle can't really create resistance. There's only resistance if we're focusing on on uh, trying to oppose that obstacle, right? So if you watch, we talked about ants yesterday, ant colonies. And if you watch the ants, they don't really try to, you know, they, they find a way in, around, through. They may move things, but if they can't move it, then they just go around it. And you can't stop ants, and it's pretty interesting. So um, I encourage everybody to watch ants. <laughs> I spent a lot of years watching ants, and you cannot stop me because I have I have accepted their uh, mindset. <laughs> so with the opposing forces, if we can look at what seems to be the opposing forces in our life, what do we see as the resistance, as the obstacle that we have to try to move or try to get over or try to, what is it we're up against, you know? And as we look at this, we find that, what is in fact happening energetically when we see something as an opposing force is that we're giving it a lot of power. You know, we're we're allowing it to build that resistance. There's resistance just in that phrase, opposing force. There's a lot of resistance there. And so we can look at these things, whether it be our our boss or the government or 
our internal conflict going on, sometimes the opposing force is is us. You know, um, I uh, for years I've been told I should be doing yoga and blah blah blah. I don't I don't know. Yoga is just a lot for me. <laughs> it's that discipline of doing it every day. So I got up this morning and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the yoga. I have a DVD, so I'm, I'm just gonna do the yoga. And so I'm up at six o'clock and I pay my bills because it's payday for me. And and uh, I throw out the yoga mat and I put in the DVD and I start doing yoga. And I feel I get through about five poses and that's it. Five poses and and I'm thinking, okay, I'll I'll come back tomorrow and do more because <laughs> my body's kind of like, what are you doing to me at six o'clock in the morning? And uh, and so. My feeling after I did this, though, I just did it without really thinking about it, and so there wasn't a whole lot of resistance, you know. And then after I was done, I can feel the energy moving a little bit more in my body, and I feel like, okay, well, I just kind of stepped through something because for years I have been saying, I'm just going to get up and do yoga. Well, now I've set, uh, you know, in my house, the loft is is kind of my space, and so um, I've set up the TV and the DVD player and all that stuff up here. And so I can just kind of hop out of bed and and have the yoga DVD in so I can do it before I even wake up to think about it, you know. And so I've just kind of removed that resistance because I've stopped opposing it. You know, sometimes when we see something as an opposing force or an obstacle, it's because we're opposing it. We're creating that resistance. And so by just doing even just, five little poses, you know, not making a big deal about it, not making it a big, this big thing I had to overcome. Okay, so, and it seems like a little thing, you know, except that I've been trying for years to make this happen. And so creating the situation where it's no longer a big resistance, making it simple for myself, made it so I could just get up and do this and and then come here and do my show, and which also was something I resisted for a long time. And so as we take the the resistance out of things, we begin to overcome what we saw as opposing forces. When we see something as an opposing force, it's really just our perception because things just are what they are. And although we do have, on occasion, actual opposing forces, you know, we've got, you know, if you're doing something with your life and the people in your life don't agree with it or you're really pushing against society or, you know, you're really pushing the boundaries, then you may actually have, you know, opposing forces in that larger manner uh, that you need to deal with. But again, it's all in the perception of the resistance. If we remove the resistance from the situation, then it's no longer an opposing force hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, the other thing that we want to look at is when when we're opposing something, you know, if, say, uh, if you look at our country right now, and, and probably the world, but again, like I say every day, I'm in this country and that's all I really know, and so as ignorant as that may be, it's the way it is right now. So um, we are really beginning to create an opposition to the chemtrails, to the GMOs, to the artificial sweeteners, the just all the different things that are happening, uh, well, that aren't happening, that are being done, you know, to sort of uh, poison us. <laughs> you know, whether that's the whether that's the original intent or not, that's what's happening. And so, as a country, as a people, we're beginning to stand up and create a little opposition. You know, okay, we get that this makes you guys more money, but we don't really want to eat Roundup in our corn. So could we not do that anymore, please? You know, the uh, GMOs is a big a big thing that finally we're beginning to oppose. So now you've got two opposing forces. You've got the people standing up saying, oh, no, 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 no. This There's resistance here now. We don't want this anymore. <clears throat> and you've got the big corporations saying, well, this is how we make our money and it just makes sense that we do this and it just, you know, kills the bugs before they ever become a problem. And, you know, so you've got two opposing forces that are beginning to come up against one another. 
And it's quite interesting to see because, honestly, where is the progress being made? How do you make the progress as, you know, as the opposing force? How do you, how do you handle things in a constructive manner? And so that's the other thing that we want to look at today is how do we handle something that we oppose so adamantly? When you look at, you know, when I was growing up, my uh, my parents did uh, counseling for for people who had been drafted and they didn't want to go in the Vietnam War, um, and so. You know, there was this, um, my my family, my my parents, part of the family anyway, um, were just adamantly opposed to this war. And they were so opposed to, and the people that we, we spent time with, they were so opposed to what was happening that they, as a, I can remember as, as a church, we went to Unitarian Church at that point, and I can remember groups at the church coming together saying, okay, how can we make a difference? How can we create change but they took it in a in a uh, productive direction you know how can we create change in a productive manner and they i think that's probably one of the first lessons i had in this whole opposing forces and resistance and that kind of thing is um you know with this this counseling the the people who have been drafted in the vietnam war um just cuz i used to sit in on the the sessions with my parents i think they wanted me to learn you know how people felt about this and and um and it feels as if as i remember they did a lot of good because they they were able to help a lot of people and whatever your opinion may be about it it's just the way it was back then um they did help a lot of people not go who who really were so against what was happening and um i think they felt like they made a difference you know at least some kind of difference at least they did something was it on a grand scale? No, not really, you know. But they were living with that we are so opposed to this. But if we create more resistance, then what good does it do? Because the only thing that happens is that other opposing force comes back stronger. So now, you know, in the current times we're looking at, I mean, granted, we have military stuff going on that I'm just not even going to go near because there's it's a it's a hot button for a lot of people. But we can look at the GMOs and the um, just all the different poisons and things that they're doing to our foods and the pharmaceutical companies and that kind of thing. And a lot of us are very opposed to what's happening. So do you create that resistance and come up against like a great big wall of the opposing force, which would be the big corporations that are that are putting the stuff in the food and the, the pharmaceutical companies that are just kind of medicating people all over the place. And, you know, do you just create that resistance or do you find a more constructive way to handle it? And so I would encourage you to look and see if you create more resistance in the way you handle it or if you allow it to kind of uh, uh, become a different perception, you know. So, for instance, if I am adamantly opposed to, which I am, what they're doing, to the chemtrails and the GMOs and, and all the processing of our food that's making it so we're, we're being poisoned by our own country, um, I, am, I am adamantly opposed to what's going on. <clears throat> but for, for me to stand up and just yell and scream and, and just kind of hop up and down and do stuff that's not going to make any difference at all, all that does is create more business for the other side, believe it or not. <laughs> so that's, you know, they talk a lot about uh, how Mother Teresa, you know, that she, they kept trying to get her to come to uh, anti-war rallies. And, you know, her response always was, when you have a rally for peace, I'll be there. When it's anti-war, no, she's not going to come lend energy to that because you're still lending energy to the resistance. You know, so when we have these opposing forces, when we oppose something or, you know, we'll, we'll just go from that side right now. When we're opposed to something, we're opposed to the violence, the crime, the um, the banking institutions, the, whatever it may be. There's all kinds of stuff that people are getting really cranked out about right now. Um, we... Uh, we can create more energy for resistance, which just is more of an opposing force, 
or we can stop and shift our perspective and say, okay, what can I do that will actually make a difference? And typically, it's very calmly and and effectively educating more and more people on what changes can be made to disarm that force you are opposing. So what can we do with the things that we oppose? We can disarm, we can take apart that resistance that's being created by that opposition and that opposition within us. So, okay, you don't feel good about the current political leaders. What can you do to make a difference? Bitching and moaning and just becoming a force for opposition is probably not going to do any good. If anything, it's just going to lend energy to the fact that there is resistance and opposition within our country. Where if you can become, uh, kind of create a different perception where you can disarm the resistance and the opposition of that whole thing, of that whole situation on both sides, then it's kind of like having a dam and trying to match it with another dam. You know, it doesn't really let the water flow. So if you can dismantle that wall of energy that is opposition, then it allows that energy to flow or that water to flow through. And so that creates change. That creates a new situation without the opposition. So finding what is um, what the oppositions are in our life, what is the opposing force that we feel we're coming up against, and in what areas do we allow opposition to be created within us? And, you know, it's funny because we really encourage this in our country, you know, with um, just things like the sports teams and my school is better than your school and my TV shows are better than your TV shows. Oh, I watch the Housewives of Atlanta. Well, I watch the Housewives of New York. Um, You know, we just create divisions all over the place and opposition all over the place. And it's considered healthy competition. That's what we're told when we're kids, healthy competition. Well, okay, healthy competition creates what kind of society? We're creating a society where we instill opposition in our children from, I mean, how how young are they at this point where they start playing soccer, right? Everybody's got their kid in soccer. And uh, so what what are we doing to our society? How are we, how are we, preparing for a non-resistive society or a society that can get along when we create opposition from the moment they can walk and talk. We create opposition between ourselves, and it's it's just considered funny. You know, oh, I like this team, you like that team. But it's instilling that that resistance. And think about how how people get over their different teams and over their different things that they they really create that resistance and that division in. So when we have this energy of opposition, it creates division. And what is that saying? A house a house divided amongst itself cannot stand or something. And uh, isn't that kind of what we're doing when we allow opposition to uh to flourish in our lives. So say you are for instance a peace-loving hippie freak, to uh, <laughs> to quote my son. <laughs> I have a son who who is uh, very much like a I don't know a crotchety old sixty-year-old man or something. <laughs> so, you know, and mom is kind of one of those peace-loving hippie freaks, and uh, and so sometimes we go around about things, and uh, so say you have a peace-loving hippie freak, and somebody who, oh, you know, has peace through superior firepower tattooed on their body. (laughs) This is my situation at home, right? So um, just coming from my my own experience, how do you create peace in in a situation where you have two seemingly uh, opposing forces? So how do you create acceptance or do you create acceptance if, you know, if I so adamantly believe in what I believe in 
and he so adamantly believes in what he believes in, how on earth can we have a peaceful relationship? Well, we don't have to allow opposition. It's okay for somebody to have a different opinion, an opposite opinion from us. And it's all right for us to have an opposite opinion from them. So it can be opposite without being opposing. Big difference in the energy of the words, right? So when we uh, when we feel this uh, irritation and aggravation at situations in life, whether it be boss, spouses, parents, um, other people in the world, you know, you've got Republicans, Democrats, the whole uh, the whole presidential thing. We had so much opposition within our country, and you know, all of these different. Uh, news stories, the Trayvon Martin thing, you've got people on different sides and all of this different opposition moving through our experience here. How do we create a peaceful existence? How do we not walk around angry all the time? And so what I would suggest to you and what was suggested to me in in meditation as I sort of was shown this was that the opposition uh, creates the resistance. And the resistance creates more obstacles. And so it just kind of goes back and forth and fuels itself when we allow that uh, that energy of opposing forces to come in. So, you know, for instance, I heard about a, um, a long time ago, they, they had like a 60 Minutes one of those shows or something had a story about a couple who was married and they both worked on Capitol Hill and one was a just a staunch Republican and the other one was hardcore Democrat and they somehow maintained a happy marriage. Isn't that amazing? You know, this was, they they were eating, breathing, and sleeping their thoughts and opinions about politics and on such opposite sides, but not allowing it to be an opposing force that would come between their marriage. I, You know, that was years ago that I heard about that, and to this day I never have forgotten it because I just think that's so amazing that that they were able to have such a different perspective in an area that is so full of that opposing force thing. You know, I'm right, you're wrong. So when we're moving through life and we we come into things that just make us angry, I am you know, and this isn't I'm not saying me because I'm not going to get into my personal things really, but you know for a lot of us, well, I'm just so opposed to gay marriage or I'm so opposed to people who are prejudiced against gay marriage <laughs> or uh, you know I'm I just am so opposed to the way they do things here in this office wherever you work or, you know, whatever it may be, what the other side isn't doing anything. I mean, they are, okay, but but they're not, they don't really have any control over what you're feeling about it. Your, your feelings, your opposition, that opposing force that you're allowing to build within you is what is creating the resistance. And then that resistance will begin to tear you down. So you can either look at something and go, wow, that feels like an opposing force to me or I'm very opposed to that and stop, step back and say, okay, I have an opinion that is the opposite of that. And so now how do I disarm this resistance that wants to uh, live within me? Because resistance within us creates all kinds of health issues. It creates, you know, when we're resisting something so strongly um, we we create injuries. We create situations where we sort of self-sabotage our our ability to be in that situation. So say you're at work, okay, and the work you do is work that you are opposed to doing at this point in your life. I have a, a friend who is a mail carrier, and the goal for his family was that he would no longer be in the position he's in. He would move to another another place that was more convenient um, and still be a mail carrier, but um, do it in a more convenient way. Well, they passed that goal because where he was at, they still needed him as a carrier. And so 
you know, I've noticed over the past few weeks, now that he's passed that goal that he set so intently, he's very opposed to being there and doing that. And now I'm seeing, you know, he's got all kinds of, he suddenly pulled a tendon in his shoulder and there's all this different stuff going on. And, you know, and then he just mysteriously ended up with a concussion. <laughs> all these all these different things. And this is somebody who never has any issues at all. He just goes through life lickety split, no problems at all. But he has developed, he is opposed to being where he is right now, working. So rather than saying, okay, this doesn't work for me. How do I get rid of this resistance that I'm feeling inside? He's ignoring it like most of us do. And he's just pushing through and doing what he thinks he has to do. But that resistance is so strong within him that his body and his subconscious is actually saying, okay, well, we're just going to create situations where you don't have to be there anymore then. You know, so it's very interesting to watch when this resistance builds. One way that it can go is that we begin to self-sabotage ourselves. The other way it can go is that we just begin to um, make it, or another way it can go, is that we begin to make energizing that resistance within us. I'm resisting this situation in life. I'm, you know, viva la resistance, right? (laughs) This really I'm fighting against this thing that I'm opposed to, and that's going to become kind of, it almost becomes our identity when we fall into that. And our identity then is in overcoming this obstacle or this opposing force, whatever it may be, whether it's working a job we don't want to work or a presidential candidate we don't like or a war we don't believe in or the the stuff with the the GMOs and the chemtrails and all of that. Whatever it is, inner or outer world, we very often get caught up in feeding that resistance, thinking that that's going to help us overcome it. When in fact, what is likely to be more effective is um, actually disarming what's going on, disarming that resistance, that force of opposition. So what can we do in our lives to, to begin to live more in peace? With I mean, obviously, there are going to be things that you feel the opposite of, whether you're opposed to them or not is totally your call. So we do have a caller that we're going to go ahead and bring over. Um, I believe that this is Robert. And uh, so, hello, how are you? Good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> so see, a topic <laughs> just dropped in my head. <laughs> Absolutely. One which I have a lot of experience with, which I think all of us really have a lot of experience with, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> One thing occurred to me a long time ago is an analogy for life, which is uh, going down the river of life. Uh, I grew up doing uh, being on the water quite a bit. My parents had boats, and I did a lot of canoeing with Boy Scouts and Explorer Scouts. I canoed for thousands of miles. And I learned all these different, you know, rules of the road, you might say, on, you know, on the river. And I can put those towards the river of life, such as when you come up to an obstacle, do you sit there, you know, like, and hit the obstacle and go, whoa, damn that obstacle, look at it, it's in my way, and I can't get around, oh, uh, that's a rock, that's, uh, uh, you know, well, whatever it is, uh, or do you find a way to go around it, exactly what you're talking about, and part of it was learning to see the obstacles coming down the river because there would be like sandbars and all that, because a lot of people think, oh, you can just go straight down that river of life. But all rivers, no matter if they're the older they are, the more turns they, they make. And we're talking about resistance. Um, I guess what I can say is like it's learning to find ways to flow around the rocks and the river of life. It is natural to have rocks. It's natural to find oppositions or obstacles in life. The point is, how do we deal with them? as we come up against them. And there's a lot of frustration about all of this. Uh, One thing that's to get a little bit politically incorrect here, uh, (laughs) I'm in Orlando, Florida, and, of course, Uh, the whole uh, issue about uh, 
Trayvon Martin and George right. Zimmerman is quite a big po- topic here. Right. And the thing that I began to talk to people about as they started to talk about it was, you know, if you look at it, they're making it into a great big race issue. And there are a lot of people who, unbeknown to us, they're directly get a lot of, um, by cranking up our emotions, they get a lot of either ratings for their, their media sh- right, shows. Right, exactly. Or they get a lot of a lot of power for their organizations, or they get a lot of notice or you know influence. And it really goes nowhere, and uh, it helps them maybe they feel on down the line. And what I always say, that the point is to neutralize the opposition. So, you know, do something that neutralizes the opposition force coming at us, which means to go around it like in martial arts. You learn, you don't just spar with people. Uh, in real life, you learn to take what you learn in martial arts, and you learn to just go around people, sense them coming. And just leave them alone and go around them. If they're not, if they're going to leave you alone, uh, if they're going to come after you, you do something to fend them off, and you keep on going. You only get actually really violent with them if it's something that you know they just won't let alone. So you have to go farther. And that's kind of the way it is in life, like with the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing. To go back to it just for a moment, um, what I keep pointing out to people is, you know. Do we live in the divided states of America or do we live in the United States of America? Right. And I, I've always felt nice. that you know, our diversity in this country was a tremendous strength. I grew up around Chicago, and I had friends that were different religions and eventually different races, and I took that with me, and I always realized one thing that neutralized opposition in what we call the racial divide was realizing for real, that whenever I got to know people and talk with people who were supposed to be so different from me, so opposed to me, I realized that our common ground always greatly outweighed and greatly greatly outmeasured the area of any differences that we had. And that was just a normal part of life if I chose to see it that way. And I do, so I don't have that problem. And so that's an obstacle other people are getting all cranked up about that I just don't. Now, let me ask uh, you. Um, sure. So, like, the obstacles, do you find, and I, you know, I have a, I know Robert, I've known Robert for a long time, he was actually one of my teachers, so um, I kind of have an inside track on all this, but um, <laughs> wouldn't you say that sometimes the biggest opposition is within our, just ourselves, us opposing, Absolutely. maybe us opposing moving forward, or us opposing and it could be that we're carrying concepts that that we inadvertently took on from other people, but that just that feeling like like with the yoga thing, I've been opposing, I've been, I've been my own opposing force to doing mm-hmm. yoga for years. I've had the DVD here. I've had, you know, like it just makes no sense at all. But there's something within me that has been opposing it for whatever reason, and and so I've been my my biggest my biggest opposition just it completely within myself and i know that there are things that you uh you deal with in life as everybody that but i think you're probably more aware of it where we are our biggest own opposition and so how how is it um that we overcome that i mean first it's the identifying of it right absolutely the first uh so many things I want to say right now. <laughs> Absolutely. The first thing is is awareness and being able to expose the reality of how this thing is opposing us, what is opposing us. And there's something internal, the example of kind of like you take your, your right hand and you put it around behind your back and you, you just keep it behind your back, behind your uh, uh, your head, you look one way and you look the other way and you can't see it, you know? And it's right, right back there. And <laughs> then you kind of tickle your head and you're like, what's tickling my head? What's tickling my head? Well, there's nothing there. And, oh, it must be me. I'm tickling my head. And it's really right. something else. Like, it's not your right hand. It's something else. And our concepts keep, you know, uh, how do you say, aggravating us or cranking us up. And the point is to learn to, when that something is cranking me up, it's stopping and going, Okay, what is it that's cranking me up? 
what is it, you know? And is it usually it's something, a concept or an idea that we picked up in early life. And the exposure of that, the awareness of it and exposing it is that moment of that aha, that, you know, deer in the headlights moment of, oh, my God, I've been having this all my life. I've been doing this to myself. And then it's a matter of what can I replace it with that would work better. One of the most healing questions in the world is once I know that I've messed up on something, uh, to just admit it and say, okay, well, I blew that, but what could I have done better? What could I have done differently that would have made it come out better? Or next time it comes at me, because usually the same kind of situation Mm -hmm. in a different way is going to come at me again, what could I do differently next time to have things turn out better? And that's like, well, what can I do to get around the rock and the river? You know, I keep hitting that, those rocks. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Well, maybe I can just look a little farther ahead now that I'm aware of those rocks and what they look like as they break the surface or just below the surface. Now I can see those potential obstacles coming, and I can learn to weave around them instead of have to hit them all the time, like so we see in life. So this sort of stopping and taking time to uh, identify the patterns mm-hmm. is a big deal Because what I notice is people have a tendency, when I do life coaching, people have a tendency to have the pattern of just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, get up, dust yourself off, keep moving. And they're not stopping to go, well, what tripped me up to begin with and how often, where does this show up in my life in general? Because usually if it's showing up in one area, it's showing up in others. And so if Mm -hmm. you can... If you can get to the point where you do just, like you're talking about, if you can stop, just stop. <laughs> like, you know, you just, it's so funny because it's so simple. If you just stop and back up and go, okay, now wait a minute. Where is this showing up in my life and what's really going on here? And and just sort of the identify facts. the patterns, you know. Like, like for me, one of them was when I was a kid, um, the only time I really got attention when I was really young was if I was sick. And so as I was grown up and I had kids of my own, and this was actually after I met you, you know, when we were doing work together and I kind of realized this pattern was when I was feeling in need of attention, I would get sick. So once I realized, I would I would constantly come down with strep throat or a fever or whatever. and uh, And so once I realized that, okay, wait a minute, I'm a really healthy person, and I'm constantly doing things to stay healthy. Why is it that I keep getting sick? It just doesn't make any sense. And then I stopped, and I stepped back, and I looked at the pattern, and I realized it's when I need attention that my I physically get sick. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm faking sick because I need attention. I would actually get strep throat or fevers or whatever. And then, then my husband would stop and kind of take care of me and whatever, and, and I would get the necessary attention. But... You know, then I stopped and I looked at it, and well, do I really have to be getting sick for me to get that nurturing that I'm looking for? So it's the nurturing I'm needing. I don't have to have the sick part. Mm. You know, and so it was stopping and and identifying that pattern. I was probably 28 or 29 when I finally realized that pattern, you know, Mm. and then just shifting it. And so now I couldn't tell you that, like, I think I had, I got sick when everybody else had. Something was going around, and and I did get hit with that. But but barring that, like I haven't been sick in years, really. And um, because I, you know, I know, okay, I just need to start nurturing myself. I need, you know, whatever it may be. So stopping to identify those patterns and then shifting them, like you're talking about, I think is huge. You know, and, uh, what can we replace that is- with? Well, one thing that you and I, I know, uh, learned together in some other programs is, is a very simple building block here, and that's that there are basically five facts of life. There's what, when, where, why, and who. And you say, oh, there's how also. No, in order to do how, you have to know how, what the what, when, where, why, and who is. <laughs> right. And what you're doing in identifying is to stop and take a look at and asking myself, okay, what happened? When does it happen? Where does it happen? Why does it happen? Why? Why? Who's involved? Well, this person cranks me up, and, and maybe it's a specific family member. One example mm-hmm. from my life: I have a sister, the only sibling, who is at this time a homeless shelter, a full-time homeless shelter, and 
she's got tremendous problems with paranoia and all that stuff. And I went over the edge, uh, sucked in, you know, uh, backing her financially and went through bankruptcy and all that stuff. And coming out of that and recently, in the last year or so, um, all of a sudden it seemed to be coming back in on me again. And I, I, I lost it. And I wound up, you know, having some high blood pressure problems. And I finally realized that, you know, I was hitting that same rock in the river again. And she was, you know, being actually someplace where they, they could actually sort of somewhat take care of her. And it suddenly dawned on me, well, I do have this concept on the inside. This is the rock I was hitting that I, I have to step in. This is my sister. I do love her. However, facts are, I do not have to go over the edge myself. And that what I can do is I can identify what, you know, I really can do and when I can do it, where I can do it, how much I can do. And I set a certain limit, say, per month, that I can send her little things like toiletries or whatever, and it would be within my budget at this moment. And then all of a sudden that whole stress thing went away. So you kind of disarmed the resistance that was going on. It neutralizes the resistance. Right. That brings on, and so then my blood pressure actually drops back down to the normal ranges. Whenever it starts to go up again, I look at it, okay, what am I doing? You know what, that's one thing for people to look at is things like high blood pressure are a definite sign of opposition and inner resistance because your body is fighting itself and resisting itself. You've got something going on inside that, and, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying go off your blood blood pressure meds or anything, but no. if you are are dealing with high blood pressure, that is one that is typically a sign that your body's going, okay, you need to disarm whatever resistance is going on because I can't take much more of it, you know? Also, and so that's blood, huge. Blood pressure, oh, uh, blood pressure medicines are not designed to take your blood pressure all the way back down. It will take it down somewhat for most people. It won't take it down completely back down to normal range. And a lot of doctors will recommend that you go talk to a counselor and learn about, you know, taking stress off yourself. Right. That's, you know, a lot of doctors so if will you, recommend that. So if people so, listening have people around them with high blood pressure issues, perhaps they can, in a in a respectful manner, obviously, but, you know, perhaps you can help that person see where the resistance is, whether it's interior or exterior you know um like for you it wasn't this, it was somewhat interior but it was also identifying okay it's this pattern with my sister that and that creates what kind of resistance within me and so identifying if it's outside yourself or inside yourself you know with uh with some people it could be um an completely interior situation where they want to walk you know and I, I kind of keep coming back. I don't know why. Maybe there's somebody listening or something to the show. There's no, there's no person I'm thinking of, but I keep coming back to this example. Um, for instance, like if, if you're living a normal mainstream life, but inside you know that you would rather be with a same-sex partner, there's that resistance. That's a really good example of that inner resistance because you're walking one path, but you're feeling like you should be walking another, and it can really create that um, opposing force within yourself because you're you're walking uh, a path that's so different from yourself, you know. And the same thing with religions or or uh, you know any any kind of thing, or if you're working a job that you just don't believe in, you know, or working for a company you don't believe in, that kind of thing. That inner opposing force can be really deadly. That's where a lot of a lot of the high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, that kind of thing. Um, we have more, there are more heart attacks around, I think, about 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday mornings than any other time of the week. And uh, it, it's that opposing force where people are just, they, they just can't yeah. oppose it any longer, you know, and they have to look at it. So rather than putting yourself in a position where you have to look at it because you're having a stroke or a heart attack or whatever, why not identify the rocks you're hitting in the river or identifying where are the opposing forces in your life um, so that you can... Can I, can I jump in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what you're saying is like uh, 
to me is like it's identify to me it's like identifying the tendency the tendency I had to jump in to try and you know help somebody I love right but also understanding then identifying what the you know what I can replace it with what can I replace that you know negative or self limiting tendency with and that becomes a solution which is the way around that rock Right. I'm going. I can still be of service, you know, and help that person, but I will also be able to help myself there, so I don't destroy myself in the process. And it's, it's all about, you know, identifying, which is taking the time to, you know, like we're talking about, get quiet and just ask myself the basic questions: What's going on? What could, you know, what can I do better next time? What can I do differently to make this a better situation? And amazingly, you know, if you can go into a little bit of meditation, how fast, you know, inspiration comes in. Because we have right. that help from the spiritual realm. Uh, you and I have worked with the understanding of and directly working with our spiritual guides for many years. And so when I remember, you know, I get, you know, I get stuck and then I stop and I get back with my guides. It's amazing how how fast, you know, little bits of inspiration flow in that, you know, give me the understanding of how to flow around that obstacle in my life, that resistance uh, in my life, or that uh, confrontation. That, that's another big word for what we're talking about. Right. A lot of people get right. into confrontation <clears throat> about differences. I'm currently working with a bunch of people who are, we're talking about political things and about waste in government and all that, which is affecting, eventually it will affect all of us. Uh, it does affect all of us financially. And I used to be very uh, political and heavily cranked up, but I, I'm not anymore. I look at it as, okay, here's a problem, and uh, what really is the problem? And as I start to get the facts and identify it, I can talk to people about it. And it's not about political parties. It's not about their favorite political leaders, because the moment you start at it from that aspect, people's, you know, defensive, you know, mechanism goes up. It's kind of like in Star Wars. Their blast shield comes down, their emotions <laughs> come up, their emotional dukes right. come up, and they're ready to have a, a verbal battle with you. And when right. I talk about, I go around that and I say, well, here's the situation and here's how it's happening. This is how it affects all of us. How about we look at some solutions? People are completely open to that. And all of a sudden there's no confrontation whatsoever. And I've seen this. I'm like, aha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. It's really a way around that, that we really do have a common ground of needing to find solutions. <clears throat> when I look at it from that standpoint, people are open to talking about it. Because they're right. usually what I know spiritually in that kind of thing in the physical world. So, so okay, so um, one of the things, you know, we we have done a lot of classes and that kind of thing that teach us to work with our angels, our guides. Um, and I... Teach, I teach the angel meet and greet, which is a really popular class now, but not everybody can go take a class. And so mm-hmm. when we, so one of the things that we can tell people, you know, stepping into a nice meditation, kind of stepping back away from the emotionally charged part of things is a huge part of being mm-hmm. able to find sort of insight, you know. But also you can call in your angelic helpers, and you don't have to have had a class. <laughs> They're there, True. whether you've taken a class or not, and so just wouldn't you, would you say that sort of getting um, getting your energy nice and calm and smooth is probably the biggest first, thing people yeah, can do, and then inviting them, asking your angels to come in and give you insight because they won't always just give it to you because the whole free will thing. So oh, absolutely. Um, they might you know, they won't tell us what to do, but they will give us some insight into it, and some of it we may not want to hear <laughs> a little bit. Right. Well, usually, yeah, the first the first trick is, the first step, uh, like you say, is first off, I have to do my part of opening the door, you know, to that help by being able to get good and relaxed. <clears throat> and uh, being able to, part of that is taking off some of the, you know, pressure I'm putting on myself. If I'm not accepting myself or, you know, not learning to love myself or, you know, have, you know, like compassion for myself. Giving my, cutting myself a break, you know, okay. Right. Uh, I've done something. <laughs> and most of us, we slap ourselves for years. I mean, it gets to be right. a lifestyle of, you know, 
in the back of our heads, you know, putting ourselves down and angry at ourselves for things that we did instead of saying, okay, yeah, I blew it. Now, how can I get around this? And part right. of it is to stop and get really calm on the inside and then start to ask those questions. And then you can say, call in your, your helpers. And it's amazing. Then it becomes the art of inner listening, which there's a little book out there, which is how I first got tuned into it. And the whole thing right. they talk about also is, you know, just that getting really relaxed first to connect with, you know, the positive spiritual part of ourselves. And the the thing that I've found in teaching people, too, is the second that you move into trying or working at it, stop and take a breath. Because the second you move into, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on calling my angels in, or I'm going to try to call my angels in, the second you move into that vibration, it's into your intellect rather than your feeling. And mm-hmm. your your angels don't communicate with your intellect. They communicate with your feelings. So if you yes. are in that phase of, I'm going to make this happen, then you're in your intellect. So you just need to, to relax and take a nice deep breath and just let, let go of everything in your conscious mind and, you know, just relax and, and just ask for them to come in. And we actually will do a meditation today that will kind of help people too. We'll sort of guide them through that and, and hopefully give them a feel for that. But, uh, you know, I think, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things is reminding people to be kind to themselves and let that energy, um, you know, let their own energy just calm down so that your angels can even get in close, you know. And deep breathing, you're talking about taking, doing some yoga. One of the basic things in yoga that I ever run into, and uh, not that deep into it, is deep breathing. How to get right. you know, in contact you know, in contact with yourself and get more in control of letting yourself just relax. And just, you know, letting your breathing relax, and then your whole body starts to relax. And, you can, and then we can relax our energy and move further. So right. that, those deep breathing exercises, there's a lot of them out there. Take a look at them. They really are very powerful in helping you help yourself. Yeah, even just the breathing, if you can just get a handle on the breathing aspect of things, that's probably the the first most important step that you can get. And then understanding when you're moving into that intellectual place rather than a feeling place because the second you move into that <clears throat> um, thinking space or trying and working on it, you immediately are are kind of closing the door on allowing the insights and the inspiration to come through because now you're in your logical mind. And so, you know, just give yourself permission to be out of your logical mind for just a bit and and allow inspiration to come, whether it's coming from from inside of you or from your your angelic helpers, you know. So um, we're going to go ahead and do the meditation. So um, do you have anything to – we have about seven minutes. Do you have anything else that you would like to share, Robert, or should we just go ahead into the meditation? Oh, oh let's just do the meditation. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and, and pull you off the talky part of this, and uh, and then I'll just go ahead and, and do the meditation. Thank you for calling and sharing. That was It's nice. I like it when there's somebody else sharing too. So, all right. Thank you, Robert. And uh, everybody just go ahead and get relaxed. And, you know, the more relaxed you are, the more easily your angelic friends can come in close and just kind of share experiences with you. And obviously, if you're driving or operating machinery, do this on the archives, not right now. (laughs) So everybody just go ahead and, and get nice and comfy where you are. Sit or lay down and just some nice deep breaths. And with every breath in, you feel new energy. With the breath out, you just release everything stale, everything that no longer serves. Some nice, deep, cleansing breaths. Bringing your attention and intention to your breathing process. Becoming very aware of how it feels all the way through your system when you breathe in deeply and feel that beautiful new energy and new air come in through your system. And as you exhale, allowing everything that no longer serves you to just flow out back to the universe. And you may begin to see a beautiful white or golden light 
Sometimes it'll be colors as this air moves in and through your system and back out again. Oh, and we just feel this beautiful light and rainbows of colors swirling around us about two feet out, just kind of dancing around us in a circle, creating a beautiful, beautiful sacred space for us to reside in as we move into our meditation spot. And we allow this beautiful light and rainbow of colors to move through our being, through our physical body, bringing healing and harmony, joy, clarity. We just feel this beautiful light just dancing all through us, around us, and now expanding all three to five feet around us and just encompassing us in this beautiful energy. And as we bring our awareness to to the space of this energy and where it comes from, we see that it it moves all the way up above our head, all the way up that cord that connects us with creation. And we just follow it all the way up and out with our attention and realize it goes all the way up to the highest, clearest, purest vibrations. And we just breathe this in, remembering that this is our home, those highest levels of, of creation move in us and through us, around us, guiding us day to day. We ask our angels to come in close, that team of angels that helps us through this lifetime. And we ask them to come through and share inspiration with us about areas of life that we may have allowed obstacles or opposing forces to form. And we ask them to just assist us as this day goes by, this weekend, the next few days, just with some insights on how we can better handle this energy of opposing forces and allow us to move more smoothly through our lives. And we feel this beautiful light around us of the angelic realm. And we feel this communication becoming clearer with our own team of angels. And now we ask that we share this energy with the environment we're in. And so we just see this beautiful energy from from our inner being and our connection with creation as well as from our team of angels. We just see this beautiful energy encompassing the property we're in, filling the environment through all the furniture, all the corners of the room, throughout the walls and the doors and under the foundation and above the roof and just really filling that space with love and enlightenment, compassion, disarming any resistance that doesn't serve us or the others around us, allowing only the highest and greatest good to come through into our lives. And we see this beautiful energy move out from this property all the way through the city we're in, spreading light and compassion, allowing resistance to be disarmed, or neutralized wherever it is in the highest and greatest good. And we see this beautiful energy moving throughout the state, the country, the continent, just moving around the world, bringing awareness, light, love, compassion, harmony to all who desire it, and allowing this this concept of opposing forces to be disarmed if it doesn't serve the highest and greatest good. We just lend our energy to a more peaceful existence, a more harmonious existence, allowing people to reach their greatest good, their highest potential. And now we bring this energy back into the space that we're in, our environment, and we bring it back into our beautiful little circle that our angels helped us create, two to, two to five feet around us, And we bring our awareness back into our heart center and we feel this harmony and love that we've shared with the world and we see it remaining there doing its work. We take a nice deep breath, thank our angels for coming and open our eyes. (sighs) Thank you for sharing this love and light with the world. We're just about out of time, so I want to let you know you can find me at mysticaltruth.com. Please call as we're redesigning that website, and so just call for appointments or information. 
sacredlightofsedona.com also. And uh, also check out um, holisticnaturalco.com for uh, Spring's cookbook and supplements. Everybody have a fabulous weekend. I'm so happy you were here, and join us again on Monday.